0: And just like that, we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mike Acuna Podcast. This is, uh, I think, the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken, the 22nd episode of this podcast. And the first, though, that's coming to you, well, not live, but in the form of video. Trying to expand here, trying to learn about YouTube and video content and how it's king and click-through rates and average viewer um, durations and all that. But right now, uh, this is really special. Um, this is one of the people whom I know personally, I'm, I'm glad I know her personally because she has been killing it. Like she was Miss Earth 2018. That was back in 2018. Um, also she's a second Lieutenant, a reserve for the Philippine army. And she is also a behemoth of a force when it comes to hosting. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, Mrs. Zara. Hi, Zara.
1: Hi, Mike. I like that you used the word behemoth. <laughs> I
0: was, I was going to use the beast from the Middle East. <laughs> oh, that would work too. That would work too. Yes, yes. Because um, Z has been, you know, we, we, we've done a couple of events. Uh, I, I, I can't say it's recent, but they were both, I think, it with the Philippine Army.
1: Yes, yes, that's true. That was b- before the whole COVID thing. I think that was like late last year. So, more or less recent.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, hi to Alex, whom we also had the pleasure of having uh, or of joining us. While yes. We were hi, Alex. We had a good trio. We have a good trio. I yeah, we did back. have really good chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I still have the video from the last time that you guys hosted. So, how did that, first things first, you know, we, it's not like we, we, we know each other, but it's not like we talk on a regular basis. How did that second in the Philippines? How did that, like, was that something that you've always wanted, or...?
1: Well, in the beginning, actually, uh, when I was younger, I was always with my uncle who was part of the United Nations, and uh, he was more on the military service. So um, he really taught me a lot of things about being able to defend yourself, being a part of, you know, um, military security. He was... He was also teaching me about guns. He was teaching me about like judo and all of these things. And I, I guess it influenced me in some way because years later, I told my dad, dad during uh, mm-hmm. high school and college when I was doing ROTC that I wanted to consider going into the army. Because I told him, I was like, pa, And I just thought it was badass and I just thought it would be really good to protect the the people in the country and i was also trying to figure out my my patriotism to the philippines because um i came from the middle east just like you mentioned and when i got here to the philippines i found that a lot of filipinos don't have that love for country you know what i mean like they have a a complicated relationship with their love for country and it was part of my journey as well as becoming more of a filipino um, by going into ROTC. And my dad was like, no, wag ka mag army kasi siempre ikaolang ikaolang yung baba, eh?
0: Right.
1: Um, and he Between didn't want you me
0: to. Your brother, Chester, also. Yes. Kayin yes. wala
1: yes coming the okay. low lang so even my brother they didn't wa- they didn't really want him to get into the army because of course you know parents how they are very protective
0: yeah. um,
1: and then years later it was so funny because years later i was asked to host the senior leaders conference for the philippine army which uh-huh. intimidated the shit out of me to be honest because of course you're gonna be talking to these are senior leaders you're not talking to privates or lieutenants you're talking about like captains majors um, commanders generals right. that. so right. I was very intimidated but I think I did a good enough job for them to hire me almost for every event for the next three years so wow. um, the very first event Palang the the uh the, the pinaka commander commanding general of the Philippine army at that at that right. time it was Sir Miranda. He was saying I recruit na lang natin chef for reservist and mm-hmm. it's been on my mind ever since then to join a ah, palace service. So gotcha. yeah, finally I made the decision to join as a reservist and uh, went through training, went through application, same same and I got second lieutenant.
0: So despite despite your parents um not wanting you to enter the, the army it was your uncle who maybe may have been you know that subconscious memory that's always been sitting there and then you yeah. realize huh, actually i can do it and uh sa isang banda, listening to how you um how you said it happened parang naisip ko, parang in some way you know it's synchronized the, the events in your life synchronized mm. according to what you have always had in you. you know? I guess
1: so. I guess so. You can call it fate or you can call it, you know, uh, parang uh, planting a seed and then letting it grow or just being influenced yeah. by people around you when you're a kid.
0: But so I think, you know, as far as your parents are concerned, this is a totally different branch that didn't, they yeah. didn't want you to grow, right?
1: But now they're proud know. of me. Now they're like, go for it. They're like telling me to get more training now. So... Wow. They didn't realize that as a reservist, it can be a totally different thing because technically, as a reservist, you're not going to be called to serve um, on the field unless you actively want to be enlisted or right. unless there's like a full-on war and tayo yeah. among the soldiers so we're the next in line. But, yeah. but
0: you know, the thing that, okay, there's, there's a, a, a proper process for that and there's layers to that process, but, you know, worse comes to worse, Ibigsabihin ito is when we do run out of 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 of, uh, of men on the field, you're going to mm-hmm. be you're going to have to be out there. Is that right? Yeah,
1: technically yes, uh-huh. which is why we still have to go under training. But to be honest, if there is a full on war, I wish that the rest of the country had the same skills because um, it's not just. Yeah. It's not just how to kill the enemy. It's also about survival. It's or also about True. how to figure out um, what's the next thing to do and right. how to be disciplined, you know. So um, it may be controversial for me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I do support the fact that we need to have our OTC back as a mandatory um, course for all, all children, all Filipino.
0: Definitely definitely i think it's a pro- it's the, it was a process in place until that that was good until um some of the official, uh, officials uh, the i actually i call them psychopaths the psychopaths <laughs> who went too far they they did go too far it's it, 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 they're, they're, it, it, like filipinos right let's talk about about races or and patriotism for that matter there are a lot of filipinos who are patriotic there are some psychopaths in Filipino, in, in the, the yeah. same goes with blacks, whites, Asia, whatever, diba? There's a good and a bad to it, and I think you know the same thing is uh, concurrently happening in the states. Like they're trying to abolish the police, yeah. which mm. is a total no no. Like you don't you don't have to abolish uh, abolish the police. You have to weed out the psychopaths, the people yeah. who are actually yeah. racially prejudiced. Na, nan doon. And, and, and it's not it's not the same thing that is applied I- in the Philippines, but uh, there is prejudice pre- pre- prejudice na yeah. if you you know how, how it goes is I, I have a lot of friends who are in the army then quote unquote, you will get mm. bullied in in the army way. This is not your typical school day wherein you got the bully. you know this is mm. bullying the army way. And I think, I totally think that the ROTC needs to come back. That's true. So, um, and before that, did you ever feel like, especially here in the Philippines, you know, a lot of people are rooting for candidates, uh, so Miss Earth, Miss World, Miss Universe. Did you ever feel mm-hmm. boxed into that posi- in, in, in that position? And how did that, like, how did that make you feel?
1: Like uh, being stereotyped as a beauty queen?
0: yeah yeah sorry about that
1: that's fine i think it's super cute hi lola
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my mom that's my
1: mom oh hi tita yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. hi dal hi dalma yeah. so, <laughs> uh, so um,
1: being stereotyped as a beauty queen you mean right
0: yeah did, did, did it ever happen to you, Were you yeah definitely did you ever feel boxed in
1: even before joining as a beauty, uh, in a beauty pageant, I have felt boxed in because of the way I look. Um, even in high school, I wanted to become a writer, and I was told by a high school teacher that I think you'd be better as a public uh, public speaker instead of a writer because you have the looks for it and not the brains.
0: So, so your first, <laughs> so I've or
1: the- been told something like that before. That-
0: okay. So, but, but, Hello? so you were, you were, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm here. You were, you were told that you're better off in the front line than working as a writer.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But
0: writing was your, would you say that it's your first love or would you classify it, it was, as your first love?
1: Yes. I actually didn't even think that I would be like, I knew that I was talkative. But having a career as a host was not something that I planned. It just happened, and I was really into writing at that time, and I wanted to really delve in as a journalist, as a writer and it 's not that only time that I was told that maybe just be pretty and not be smart even in even in um, my corporate my corporate experience when I had a job, yeah. um, right. I would do I would create presentations, and then in the meetings. They just asked me to sit there and look pretty and take photos. So this was pre-pageant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, So this is pre-pageant. And uh, imagine more so when you are in a pageant, more so that they think that you're not smart or that you're not capable of anything else but looking pretty or charming people, but there are a lot, like I will tell you, there are a lot of beauty queens who have a lot of other strengths and they are more than just queens. They have a life before um, right. and after the beauty pageant mm-hmm. industry. So we get boxed in and I just, I just like to look at it in a way where I can use it to my strengths. You know, like if people want to underestimate me that way, so would be it. So I will, I will uh, prove them wrong and-, and use it to
0: my strengths. And, and, and when you put two together, you know, you were Miss Earth first, and then now you are a second lieutenant in the Philippine Army. It's quite a very... It's, it's either you, you, you... It takes you a couple of minutes to wrap your, your head around it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like... Like, how did it, the beauty
1: queen get into the army? And I don't know a lot of them.
0: I don't know a lot of them who have both or have done both. Right? Like, um. it's either... You're a reservist or you're a beauty queen. You can't really combine both. I think yeah. you're the only person I know in my life, and maybe to most of the viewers here, if you if you guys know any, anyone else who, who is who is doing this, like please feel free to leave that on the comments. Cause that is a very, very interesting combination. Like, how did it feel mm-hmm. when you when you have those under under your belt? Like what else could a beauty queen slash second lieutenant <laughs> strive for
1: <laughs> honestly. Like, and, and I don't know. There are some people who might look at it as like a publicity stunt, or some people who might look at it as um, something that's completely unique. But if you get to know the stories of the people in the army, you'll get to find out that some of them are really, really intelligent, like they're engineers, and then they just right. wanted to become a, an art. Uh, a soldier some I've known former beauty queens who represented their city or their towns in the provinces and then joined the army I've I've heard about so many people who were dancers or who were other things because when people think of a soldier they don't think of anything else they don't think that they have a life before being Mm. a soldier you know and
0: they think that you know from from the beginning they were conditioned to be a soldier
1: Exactly. Or um, it's been their dream, but sometimes it wasn't their dream. It was an opportunity or it it was something that has been inspiring to them. So I guess the whole point of it is not to stereotype, but if you're going to look at why would a beauty queen become part of the army, if you look at the values that actually make us common, it makes more sense. Because look at it this way. Number one is that a beauty queen represents her country. She has to love her country and be patriotic in that sense. And that's what an arm, uh, a soldier does as well. They are very patriotic and they fight for the country. And it's just on different stages. You know, right. like we do it on the beauty queen stage and in and the, and the army, they do it on the field. Um, right. And the second thing is the fact that beauty queen, they have to have a love for community service. In the army, it's not all about war. We are also peacekeepers. We are peacemakers, and we also have a, a huge part of our operations going to uh, community service. Huge, huge wow. part of our operations, and not wow. just um, reservists, but also those who are enlisted. Because di naman araw-araw may may, ano, may, may laban, di ba? Right, And right. hindi naman boong, mm-hmm. hindi naman buong Pilipinas ang nasagera. Like there are yeah. NPA. There are things, but we have a huge chunk of what we're doing is community service. Wow. So that's another thing that you can compare: being a beauty queen and being part of the army. And uh, lastly, there is both dedication and discipline and training. So as a beauty queen, people think na rampa kalang, but no, we we dedicated a lot of our time, a lot of our efforts, a lot of our um, diets. <laughs> we put mm-hmm. our bodies to the limit. You know, yes. an it's not. I'm not saying that it's the same as the army because definitely in the army it's uh, consistent and it has a lot of other um, extensive training. But they both right. have dedication and discipline as a huge foundation to what they need to do. So if you look at it now, parang andami pa lang uh, similarities between a soldier and a beauty queen. So it yes, wasn't a actually, difficult transition.
0: Consider me educated just now. Because oh. yeah, you're you're right, because what it's what you represent, right? It's your country and how you rally behind your your, your own, your own community, your own country. Right. Mm. And so the dedication and discipline, it takes you to, you know, different different branches or different different directions altogether. But if you have those, it takes you upward, not down. That's yeah. one thing I. That's one thing I, I. I like about those. Uh. About those virtues or those. Um. Those traits that one has. So I want to shift on over to, to hosting. Right. This is something that yeah. you and I both do, and you've been doing it for twelve years. Yes. Do you remember your? Do you remember your very first event? And how much did you always. Get- <laughs>
1: I always remember my very first event and uh, shout out to Crystal Jane Bermudo. is my classmate and she is an amazing dancer. Okay. And uh, she is also one of the Nike ladies right now who's teaching dances uh, for Nike. Wow.
2: Okay. And
1: okay. she was my very first client because it was her debut and she asked me to host for her debut as a friend. Okay. So this is my first paid hosting ha? This is not counting of course in school kapag may presentation or if your teachers asking you to host to get out of classes or just but this was my very first official event and then hmm. I I said ano ba yung gagawin ko? like what do i do as a host? <laughs> and then she said oh you're just going to you know uh, go with the Program flow or yeah. read the script, may mga pangalan naman, and mm-hmm. that's it. And I was like, oh, okay, si Gay, um, that's my gift to you na, ha kasi <laughs> I mean, de yeah. so I was like, okay, it's yun always yun like give that. ko nasyo. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that it was going to be paid. She didn't even tell me. And she gave me, she was like, at the end of the program, she said, can you come here to the side? And I was like, okay, uh, what's up? And then she said, here's 1,500. I was like, what? What? I <laughs> can get money for talking? Oh, my God. Dream come true.
2: Because I could you not
1: even as a child. Um, oh, you're stuck a little bit. Sorry. Okay, you're back. Oh, yeah, go ahead,
2: go ahead, yeah.
1: No, but even as a child, um, kindergarten. I remember that I have where the teacher, right? She's a good student, but she talks too much.
0: So okay, (laughs) (laughs) so you got you got. So it kind of worked out from people. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, and that was my very first. Mm -hmm. And that was my very first private event, but it's not my very first corporate or company event.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, it's it's yeah. it's uh, we always have to seem that as uh, uh, all hosts have that common denominator wherein you're a host to a friend or a family member's private event. No, um, when you yeah. when you started when you when you started and and I I understand how. Oh, sorry, what I was trying to say rather is not a lot of people understand that there. But while you are someone who may be um, comfortable with the microphone or speaking behind the microphone, it's actually listed down. Public speaking is listed down as a fear. Right? I forgot what it's called. I wish I had a guy to look that up for me. But it's, it's actually a fear. That's why a lot of people still are um willing to outsource and pay these talents or these people uh such as such as yeah. uh, us right and uh mm. i wanted yeah. to i wanted to ask you i wanted to ask you next now you are fresh before this podcast before this episode you were on facebook live you were on there for a good hour mm-hmm. and you were talking about something <clears throat> yes you were talking about um uh the five truths of live uh live streaming right okay as mm-hmm. a host myself i wanted to ask you yes. uh in terms of of okay let's we'll talk about the setup and everything else that you need to you need to do to get it done but in terms of you your perspective as a host right Iba live hosting you are reading off of a script
2: mm.
0: well or you use that as a guide People like you only use that as a guide. It's not verbatim anymore. You have that comfortability mm-hmm. with it. But also, when you are, for example, doing, as, as opposed to you're doing live streaming, like you're looking actively as the comments are scrolling up on the side of the screen. And, you know, that kind of messes yeah. up, you know, I've, I've, I've tried it. You know, it's not an easy task. It's doable, but it's, but it's not easy. Like, how do you do that? Does it take some getting used to?
1: I think um, when it comes to like seeing these comments and everything, I compare it to when you are in a live event and you see other people talking to their seatmates or they're doing something else or they're on their phone. So you kind of try not to let it distract you. And it just got translated to these comments. Um, Sometimes you do get distracted and you see all of these comments, especially Kapuk Sunud Sunud or if there are questions. Actually, I get more distracted if there are actual questions because it makes me want to answer them if you mm-hmm. know what I mean.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but you just get used to it I'm eventually sorry. and then you figure out a system. No, no, no. I love it. I, it's really not a problem.
0: Because I, I you're the that.
1: most... <laughs>
0: <laughs> a, I've got Z wide open right now. I'm going to ask my question. You know, because I'm, I'm naturally... I'm not yeah, yeah things, I love it. You know. And these, these, these might be questions that people do not realize right away that they want to ask. So thank you so much for answering them, right? So
2: no, not
1: a problem, not a problem.
0: Thank you so much for being gracious to, uh, enough to answer them. So in those in those twelve years, Mike, like,
1: is it just here? We're lagging a bit.
0: Yeah, are you there? Yeah, Hello?
1: I'm. I'm here, but it's lagging a bit.
0: Okay, okay, I can I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. So okay. So so what would be what would you say is the most challenging thing about live streaming i and i ask live streaming it's because right now as we're speaking i'm imagining a lot of people practicing in their homes for live streaming instead of live events which is by the way to all our viewers and our listeners those are two totally different animals but we'll tackle live streaming right now since we have Z with us so what would would you advise for people who want to get into live streaming what would be your bare essentials
1: uh my bare essential okay if you're just starting out no if you're not like a professional host but if you're just starting out i do suggest that you practice you record yourself and you practice so that's really the best thing that you can do even even professional hosts um we do well in mass crowds, but it's different yeah. sometimes on the camera. And even me, um, when I started vlogging, you no, know, cause I tried vlogging for a bit and mm-hmm. I just felt like, holy shit. It's completely, it's more awkward for me to, mm-hmm. to talk in front of a camera than to talk in mm-hmm. talk to 50,000 people for yeah. me.
2: Yeah. Cause yeah. it's so
1: intimate. It's seen and, all the things that you're going to say are going to be accounted for because it can be replayed. It can be um, shared to a lot of people. Unlike an event, it doesn't have to be recorded. It's just going to be there. And then if you make a mistake, you can always make it up on the spot. So if it's live, it's a different thing. If you're going to record it, it's also a different thing. And you also have a different mindset going in because I've experienced, um, let's say I've, I've experienced talking about a certain product, like a, like a show and they've Mm -hmm. done a live version and they've done a taped as live version. Okay. In the taped as live version, we're more susceptible to making mistakes because Uh we're like, you know what? It's taped. We can redo that. And then if we we do the live version, we are actively trying. Yeah. But if it's a live version, we're actively trying to stop ourselves to create more mistakes. So Like I was saying, if you're a professional host and you're going into live stream, it's also, it takes practice. It takes um, you trying to get more comfortable because I don't know if you've experienced this, but even as a host, when you try to experience different types of clients, like talking at a wedding has a different vibe for when you're talking to someone in corporate. And in corporate, there are so many subsections there. If you're talking to media, that's a different feeling. If you're talking to... Uh, Army officials, that's also a different feeling because you feel some sort of intimidation and Mm -hmm. they're all expecting something from you. So it's the same thing here. You know, it's the Mm -hmm. same thing. I like to compare it as, uh, I like to compare it like if you're drawing, like if you put it simply, if you're drawing, if you use different types of um, ways to draw, like painting is different than using a pencil charcoal is different than using oil painting so there needs to be practice there's there needs to be execution that's different in some way even if they have the that's same right.
0: fundamentals that's right that's right but in 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 that sense with all of that being said altogether a lot of people go down their careers you and i know a lot of hosts right and then we yeah. try so much to do cuz um have you ever Heard a, a, a coordinator or someone who's whom you work with on a regular basis? Have you ever been told mm-hmm. to na ziyong mga lines mo pare, pa Parang, yeah, or, or or they would go to do to another client or another supplier. Like, for example, I have some some coordinators whom I work with, and then we're talking about about host A, right? Or host B, host C. We're talking about that, and then they say that na parang atong si host A eh, palagi ko na lang same lines naman eh same naman yung mga gimmick niya eh, like how necessary is it for you personally what is your standard in terms of switching it up and 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 how spontaneity actually is important to your performance
1: well if we're talking about weddings, no weddings, kasi they they're very boxed in. So, hindi talaga siya wedding sobrang iba, because even right. coordinators for wedding, they they prefer that it is a little bit templated because they under they would understand what's next. Some some yep. wedding hosts, uh, some wedding coordinators, and uh, some I'd. I, how I deal with it is I always ask the wedding coordinator, is there something that you want me to do differently? Is there something that I should know about this, this couple, this, this audience? Because even if I do have templated spiels, like there are a Mm -hmm. few things that are templated. I really personally, know, I try as much as possible to switch it up. I try as much as possible to do something different and to bring a little bit of a flavor. So, Mm -hmm. um, if you are with me, la like laget, like you will notice that I do have things that are the same, and I do have yeah. a lot of things depending on the people that I'm talking to.
0: Yeah, I, I I think one thing that we have, uh, that 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 we have both is, you know, we'd crack a joke on the fly, you know, something that we got out of absurd, just observing on the spot, mm-hmm. and we crack it. We'd use that. At the soonest possible time that we can. Yeah, true. You know, sure. I think that's how your mind works. That's why napa iisip pa ko. Nung nagla kung nagla live stream ka, there were a couple of them. I forgot the name of the product, and I'm not sure if I'm you know if if I'm if I can mention them. But I did uh, catch those because that's gotta be tough because your mind alone, stand alone, is looking for things to use actively to throw back to the audience and let the audience know that this is something that you're actually thinking about because you are paying attention. And you can only pay, your attention can only run for so much if you're looking at comments and trying to answer questions and trying to come up with the next, you know, superlative, next adjective that you want to use for this product. So, you know, I I just wanted to Mm -hmm. let you know that I really appreciate that about you.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. Honestly, um, if I can just address the the words that you're saying, uh, what you mentioned yeah. about like using superlatives and using certain words and adjectives yeah. to describe a certain, certain product, um, before when I was first hosting live events, no, uh, when I was yeah. younger, I was told by my dad that I've been using certain words nampaulit ulit, and mm-hmm. He said, you have to change it up because he was my first critic. He was always at my events and he was always telling me, this is what you need to do to improve yourself. So wow. you know, he, he doesn't sugarcoat it either. Like he says, okay, these are the things that you did well, but these are the things that you need to fix. So uh, like some jokes might not be taken very well. And there are some jokes that he says, oh, this is going to work with the oldies. So try to use this kind of jokes. That's how I learned in the beginning. But just going back to choice of words And this can be applicable as well to live stream. What I used to do is that I used to read the thesaurus a lot. Like I used to write, right? Um, (laughs) Writing helps, right? Even if it's just a diary, like you can write. And then at the same time, you have to be aware that you're using the same words. Like you can't say amazing all the time. What are other words for amazing? And that's how I use the thesaurus. So the thesaurus is a big thing for me, to be honest. It's my favorite book. It's better than
0: a dictionary, to to be honest. Well, this is after you can say that after you've di- read a dictionary. But yes, I, I I I understand. I I agree with you one hundred percent. So you you are you were actually um, what do you call it? Um, parang nas na scrutinize ka ng dad mo by having him yeah. your, in, in your in your event. All the time. What's your dad's name? What's your dad's name? Ben. Ben. At tito Ben. Hello po. <laughs> yeah. Tito Ben, thank you for being that um, that thorough when it comes to parenting Z and uh, helping her hone her craft. And uh, she's such a good daughter. Look, Aww. look. If you if, if you look if you look at the podcast so far, oh, the only bad words she said are shit. <laughs>
1: he's heard more. <laughs> he's he's heard worse, but he's cool with it. That's why he's such a cool dad.
0: But yeah, you know, Tito Ben, thank you so much for doing what you've done. I I had another question for you. You tackled um, lowballing in this business or in this in this industry, uh, particularly for for hosts for all of us. Yeah, and I I really thank you for because that is a truth. Thank you for bringing that up in your in your live stream. So when you're lowballing, number one thing that I I I hate and and I I, we talked about this offline right before we started this podcast um, is uh, yung katuiran na Sige na, wala ka namang gagawin. Nung araw na may event ka ba? O wala namang pala, mo na to. Better than nothing, di Like, yeah. I really, really freaking hate, hate that. that. And, and when you look at it, and, and when you really look at it, two things come up. Like, what does this person think of me?
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: As a host. Mm-hmm. And the other one is, you know, like, this person has thought of me that way all this time? Mm-hmm. ba kasi yeah. There are coordinators na they give you a regular rate, tama? they give you a regular rate, regular rate, and then there's this one this one event where that that would pop up and say, okay, you know th- there's an urgency, but we only have this amount eh, as as the budget. So have you ever <laughs> stepped back from this and have you ever drawn your your rate down just to make it happen has that ever happened to to Z
1: well here's the thing in this pandemic everybody like I've mentioned in the in the video that I, I did earlier it was just that we have to be humble and we have to be open to negotiation and understand mm-hmm. that this is a transition in the industry you know um, we're all trying to figure out what our rates are going to be whatever is going to be official <laughs> it's so cute I swear uh, <laughs> And
0: duster too. Oh
1: so. okay. <laughs> Yeah. But um, in terms of like being offered in that way, no, mm-hmm. there is a way that you can be offered. Nah, I'm sorry, pero eto lang talaga yung budget namin, which is something that I would understand, right? Right. And another way would be, um but client or mm-hmm. we already gave them your rate and then this is all that they can offer compared to your rate and we know na as, na nakakahiya sa inyo. like they understand that mm-hmm. this is our profession and this is our rate talaga our standard rate um, right. I just don't like it when they treat it like what you say na parang um, lang yung ginagawa natin because they're putting us down it's disrespectful it's not showing any type of um, you're not giving us any uh, credit. You're not giving us due credit, no? Yeah, And
2: yeah.
1: again, we, uh, we as hosts are very, like, ang trabaho lang natin talaga is makisama eh. So if you talk to us in a nicer way and you really tell us na ganito talaga, I don't think mahirap ka kausap. And if ever, I have, uh, if ever that I did draw the line because super baba talaga, like, I feel like it's unfair to me or I don't think I can do it or it's not yeah. good for my branding. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would say I'm sorry, but this is the lowest that I can go for you, considering all of the all of the things that need to be done. And if you can't do, if you don't want, I can re- recommend someone else, someone who's starting in the industry who would accept this. So at yeah. least I set expectations. Nah hey, mm-hmm. it's only the people who are starting in the industry or only a people of this type of caliber. I'm not trying to discriminate no. but we're all, we've yeah. all been through those levels. Like, I've been an amateur. I've been, you know, like all through those levels. So I would find someone who would have that as an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And also right. Someone willing to accept that rate for what it is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you've asked me if I've ever put my rate down. Yeah. Yes. Why? Okay. Why? Num- number one. It depends on always it has depe- it depends on the situation and the mm. the people that you're talking to. If for example, it's a small business and mm. they ask me to do a live stream or a review for them and the best yeah. thing that they can give me is like a sample of their products, I'm more than right. happy to help these small businesses who are only trying to survive in this pandemic. Why not? Why yeah. not, ba? Kumbaga yan din yung pinaka ano mo eh, yan din yung pinaka tulong mo, give back to the community. But That's only right. if you- yeah, but only if you know that they really need it. Yeah. Um, another is if I feel like it's an opportunity for myself professionally.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there has been this... I was still roughly like maybe five years in my hosting career and my rate mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't what it is today. Okay. But the offer that they gave me for this job was 80% less than my asking price. So, kunware, okay. if it was... Ten thousand. They only offered me two thousand plus food plus uh, gas, Mm -hmm. and the only reason why I accepted it was because this is an international event. Okay. It was an international concert, but um, and all of the other people that I was talking to, even like the veterans, they were accepting Mm -hmm. the same TF.
2: Yeah.
1: And. Um, it helped my social media and my credentials, like my my pr- professional growth, in a much bigger way. That's so fine. I had that's to fine. wait the pros and cons. I had to wait the pros and cons, and I had to. But I have to know: is it beneficial for me? Is it something that's going to be an investment in myself or not? Because later on, I also got. Uh, they also became like a loyal client and they got me for years and years and years, and years to come and they gave me higher and higher rates. So sometimes That's it's awesome. also about proving myself. It's also sometimes proving myself to this client because they don't know me ever.
0: Right, right. But, you so, know, I, I'm, I'm happy that you have those clients. I'm really happy that you have those clients because it's either of two things. Um, one of the things that I've, that I've learned, um, having done what I've done, I've been... Um, hosting for about i don't know give or take mga ganun din, 12 13 years mm. um but one of the things that helped me in the back end is being when you're being presented in this this opportunity right it's either you take your regular rate which is you know wala nang pag-usapan that's your regular rate everyone's being fair with you but if you are to take like what you said yung 80% na pay cut na parang okay what's my agenda if that's the case? And especially, ikaw, Z, uh, familiar ka sa, sa scenario na, yung, let's say, na yung taong lumalapit sa'yo, ay isang tao na, malapit na sa sa'yo, coordinator na palagi mo ng katrabaho, di ba? Mm-hmm. Mahirap mm-hmm. hindihan, at saka, syempre gusto mo rin matuloy yung event, para pumita sila, di ba? Yeah, so, syempre. What, what I try to do is, you know, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, uh, taking an 80% pay cut, okay, I say yes. And then after that, my agenda na man, is to, for example, this is a new client. You know, I'm going to, number one, make sure that I do my job right. Right? Because mm-hmm.
1: like, even if they know, pay you lower, it's still a good job. It's still oh, yeah. reflecting on your, on your professionalism and your skills and your 100%. capability as a host.
0: 100%. And number two, you know, I would meet the fuck out of every one of them.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dibha? For sure.
0: Yeah, man. Say, yeah, you know,
1: take advantage of the situation.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, by doing that, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad goal to have because you're not really stepping on anyone's toes. You're trying to, you know, max out that opportunity because you're coming in there knowing that, okay, this is, oh, this is uh, how much I'm getting paid. This is only this amount. But mm-hmm. uh, how is this, you know, for, for people who are forward thinking like yourself, you know, it helps to know that, like yes. you said, it circles mm-hmm. back to that, the humility. I wanted to, I, I, had a, I, I had a question to you about that. How much did that, how much of a role did that play in your own career? Because you, you are a uh, Miss Earth, you are part of the Philippine Army, you're a soldier. Um, you are a host, an events host, and uh, it's not—it's not like you're only catering to, you know, DC and B. You're also catering to Class A, which could get to someone's, you know, high, hypothetically, it gets to your head pretty quick. You mm-hmm. get lost in the in the flamboyance of this industry, the glam, but the gl- the glitz and the glam. That's right, that's right. So how much? Has humility played a part in your career as a host?
1: Um, well, I'd like to just say that humility is not the opposite of confidence. That's number one. Because I am very, very confident in who I am. And I do take into account all of the accolades that I got. Like all of these achievements, they are in me. But I, uh, humility is a huge thing, to be honest. Because if you show the people that you're really... Humility makes me want to work harder. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the bottom line. It makes me yeah. want to strive for more, and it doesn't allow me to stay in my comfort zone or to stay in my lane. Like if right. I were not humble and I was mayabang, then I don't have mm-hmm. that hunger to learn more. I don't have that hunger to achieve more. I'm just it's just going to be a roadblock. So if you're right. comfortable, if you're like mayabang, if you're arrogant, then you're not going you're not going to learn anything, so humility really played a big part because it has, it has shown other people that i'm someone that they can be friends with and take care of because i won't let them go I would take care of them as well and um, it also showed me that I can also survive because in in this pandemic if i'm really truly mayabang arrogant then and I'm not humble enough to take side offers like i've done even like the freelance stuff online i've sold stuff mm-hmm. I, i've sold food online you know other people will think ah, she's like up here Tapos nagbebenta lang ng pagkain online why yep. money is money i'm doing it in a legal way you know i'm still elevating my my knowledge my experience and i don't really i think it's also a way humility is also a way to kind of uh open up that i don't I don't give a shit about anything that anybody wants to say about me because I'm just trying to do what's right. And I'm just trying to do what's best for everybody. So you're right. um, So it has played a huge factor as well in my career, because if I weren't humble enough to take certain opportunities, then maybe I wouldn't have these huge opportunities right now,
2: you know? So
1: it's, it's something that people should also understand. Um, But, Having said that, that doesn't mean that if someone is mistreating me because they feel like they're better than me, um, whether it's or a taking advantage of you, or taking advantage of me, whether it's a client or a coordinator or um, or a co-host, then I know where I stand. Like I know how to say, "Yo, you can't do this to me," because right. you know it's just respect as a person.
2: That's right. With or
1: without my accolades, it's. Respect as a person, so you can't do this to me, so gonna you and it's just a balance
0: you know one thing that I've, that I've wanted to that I've always pondered on or upon is and this is not just to Filipinos. Uh, this is this is a global thing, but not a lot of people know when they're being insensitive they're, we knowing that mm-hmm. at the rate that we are going, knowing that we are um, i, I for lack of a better term, public figures, right? For a public mm-hmm. figure uh, such as yourself, mm-hmm. you come across a lot of people. You're surrounded by a lot of people. But do they ever, like, do they ever, are they ever aware? Do you, do you ever think about that? Na, are they ever aware that they may be saying things that could be offensive to you already? Like, when someone drops, like, an awkward comment on a post that you make on Instagram and Facebook and knowing how many followers you have, the the, the probability of that happening is very high. But when it happens on a face like mm-hmm. in a face to face conversation, like what what things what kind of things have people told you that you've taken offense from? Other than puhunan lang ang, la- ang lawe lang ang puhunan mo and day. What other things offend me?
1: Like, are you talking about as a host? Because as so many different things. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm I,
0: sorry. These, these things are compartmentalized towards <laughs> me.
1: For me, yeah. Because I've experienced a lot, you know. Like, um, yeah, yeah. being... Because you mentioned, like, uh, around the world, racism and everything. Like, being right. Muslim, that's one thing. Being a beauty queen, that's another thing. You know, all of these experiences in life, I've experienced the best and the worst. So, okay. as, a Sige, host, as a as a
0: Muslim. Sige, as a Muslim, muna.
1: Okay, as a Muslim, I think there have been there, the worst thing that I've ever heard so far, right? The mm-hmm. worst is someone asking me if I thought that I would go to heaven. And I replied, well, that's for dis- for God to decide, but I'd like to think that I'm a good enough person to try to get to heaven. And she's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. but you're a Muslim, so you're not going to go to heaven. You have to believe that um, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And I was like... Huh. You know what I mean? Like I respect all religions and I have friends from all religions. I don't say things like that, you know? Okay. So for me, that's one of the the worst, one of the worst. That's different from being verbally criticized and feeling attacked by certain people. And it's different than getting the ignorant um, comments that may or may not be considered as jokes. Um, Like, um, so many like you being a terrorist you know things like that sometimes it's okay it's funny but yeah sometimes it's okay it's funny because you know your friends like you've reached that certain level where you can you know like screw with each other but when it comes to when it comes to people who are not your friends and they just say random Mm -hmm. stuff like that i'm like Mm -hmm. "Mm, it's not okay so yeah as a muslim so many
0: wow my 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 sisters my sister's husband is Muslim. Mm-hmm. They're now in Canada. They used to be. Um, they used to play. They used to stay in Jeddah and Riyadh.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, um, I haven't really asked them about these things. So, that's being a Muslim. Let's work our way outwards, right? And and yeah. uh, look at look at the stupid shit that people say. Say for example, to a beauty queen. What was the next yeah. thing or the um, offensive Well, as thing a
1: beauty queen, people think,
0: Z?
2: And Z? Okay. okay, hello? Z? You there? Mike? Mike? Yes,
0: I'm, I'm still Yes, here. I can. I, I think you're going to have to repeat of... everything that you okay. said. Okay, because we didn't, uh, I didn't catch that. Uh, would you mind, but uh, yeah, relaying that to us again?
1: Okay, that's not a problem.
0: Hello. Hello. Hello? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and we're 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 back. We are still recording. Sorry, we blooped out. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. So, uh, we, what was what was the the most offensive thing? One of the most offensive things. I'm sure you, you got a lot of these. but What was was the most offensive thing that they said to you while you were? or about you being uh, a beauty queen?
2: Um, Other than the fact that, like what I said
1: earlier, people really think that you're beautiful, but not really smart. But I think the worst thing that I've ever experienced as a beauty queen is people think that you are easy and you can be bought by money. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it's not verbalized, no, but there are people who try. It's implied. It's implied. So that's the, that's the worst part, I think, because it diminishes our worth as women in general. And, it, and you look at a beauty queen who's supposed to be like a, a symbol no, for women empowerment. And, and you just objectify it to, to a point where you just diminish their value in general. So that's one of the worst things, I think, as a beauty queen.
0: Did it ever come to indecent proposals and such?
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely that you feel that indecent. Yeah. And um, you also sometimes get hate from other women. No. I'm not, I don't want to mention it, but like there are women who claim to be feminists, Mm -hmm. right? But they are, they are, because feminism is allowing yourself to be empowered and being able to choose whatever you want to do for yourself and for your future and for your body and everything, right? But they right. were claiming to be feminist and they would ask you very judgmental questions, like, um, "Do you?" I, I gave a talk about this, and then some woman just try, uh, some lady just tried to uh, this, tried to discredit me as a speaker, mm-hmm. saying that you're a beauty queen, so you're not, you're just diminishing the worth of a woman rather than empowering us and i said that's not true like cuz a lot of people think that beauty pageants objectify
2: yeah see well you
1: have to look at the the queen itself yeah can you hear me
0: i can hear you okay we're um, back mm-hmm.
1: so like i was saying a lot of people think that beauty pageants objectify women and to a certain point it has become that trend until beauty queens emerged and used it as a platform for more serious topics
0: yeah and i appreciate people who do that the beauty queens who do that who are still active with their affiliations or their charities i have much respect for them but to think that we live in a world wherein you get boxed in so much and base everything that people do on your title Mm-hmm. right that's kind of short sighted to me
1: well i'm glad that it's not always the case no like there are a right. lot of benefits as well i'm not saying that i'm a victim but i'm saying that this this is part of the reality that i live in there are always two two sides to a coin so mm-hmm. people should not underestimate and people should not just assume that we're getting the better ha- better end
0: right right and i like that you said i really like that you said that you are not a victim you enjoy the you enjoy the benefits that that's 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 evident that's apparent but for you to say that you are a victim to something it it means to me how i interpret it is you don't have the power they can dangle that power over you which Mm -hmm. is really not the case if you you decide you decide if you are that you should decide that you are not a victim to anything, right? Mm-hmm. No one has power over you. So let's go back to, uh, let's go back to, I have things written down here. Uh, and oh yeah, I've, go one, ahead. <laughs> one thing I've always, the one thing I've, I think you are the only, God damn it, you're the second <laughs> or maybe the third uh, host that I've had on this, on this platform. And I've mm-hmm. always wanted to ask you, like going back to that whole client it could be anyone. When I say client, it could be corporate, it could be a private event, it could be anything, right? Mm-hmm. But when they, like, for example, sa, sa, let's zoom in lang, to make it easier, let's zoom in on live streaming. Has, mm-hmm. you, have, has a corporate entity or a brand ever reached out to you and asked for a discount right away? Like, this is five, oh, ten minutes sure. into the conversation. And then, you didn't budge, right? Let's say, in this scenario, you didn't budge.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: they would ask, oh, it's okay, you know what, I, <laughs> I I think I can get someone to do this for us and that person would be much, much cheaper. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Have you, like, the question I ask is, don't they ever, has a corporate, uh, sorry, has a corporate entity ever um, insisted that you give them a discount?
1: Insistent to the point where we can't end the conversation? Insistent
0: or? Insistent to the point that, you know what? It's going to say, this is exposure for you. Ah, uh, Okay. This is going to help your brand. Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: I've had many like that. And I'm just, you know, when I was younger, I would understand. But, you know, like when we were, you know, in early time in your, in your career, it's understandable. You know, but I, I said yes to everything left and right when I was younger. But mm-hmm. now that I'm older and I can choose what's right for my brand and what's right for my uh, my cred- credentials, then there has been people. Let me address first the discount thing. There have been people that walapa tayong pinugusapan, right? Mm-hmm. Na, nandun na sa unang text discount na agad So yeah. my response mm-hmm. to that is usually, uh, Mom, ano po yung budget niyo ba? Mm-hmm. And then that's when I sort of say yes or no. Because I have okay. an idea of how much they're willing to spend. So maybe a discount can be the same, uh, same idea. Or maybe a discount could be something completely different to them. Because sometimes if they ask for a discount, um, they're not asking them for everything. So I don't try to fight it in the beginning. I'm trying to understand first what they mean for
2: gotcha. what the
1: discount is to to avoid miscommunication, to avoid as well um, any type of ill feelings. I don't try to feel like, oh, this person wants to get, you know, the lowest. I just ask them, ano po yung budget? Ano ba, mm-hmm. ano ba talaga yung hanap nyo na budget? And then maybe the budget is workable. Sasabihin ko, oh sige. I mean, this is my usual rate. Always, guys, if you are watching, always mention your standard rate. Say, this is my standard rate, pero para sayo, Papayag po ako for this event.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the, you are not only a host. Also, you I've seen you. Um, I've seen you sing. Right. How much does growing yeah. your? How much does growing your skill set in that specific area, which is hosting? Right. A lot of people are known mm-hmm. uh, to just to only do strictly hosting. But mm-hmm. for you, you are also you also sing. You mm-hmm. are practically you, 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 no one can say that you are a singing host, but you host and you sing. So that's yeah. something that's added to your added to your artillery, your uh, artillery of, of of talents. Like was that something that you consciously associated with your fundamental skill, which is hosting, or was that able to you know? Were you able to sell that to clients as an add-on or how does that work for you?
1: um in the beginning when because honestly before hosting i told you like this wasn't a planned thing but before hosting i was a singer i was i was really going into voice lessons i was doing a lot of things i had band practice like i i made a band with my high school uh, my high school uh classmates so singing just came natural to me and i was i was always a performer which i feel is a big a big skill or a big a factor in being a host, being a performer, you know, expressing certain emotions and expressing that energy which comes with singing. And right. in terms of having it in my hosting career, um my my friends, you know, like I said in the beginning, it was just my friends who knew that I i, I can sing. And they were like, yeah. oh can you sing in our in our debut? And then it just started becoming a thing. And my cousin, I'm very lucky that my cousin Credin, the events engineer, she got me uh, she she was one of my mentors in hosting weddings and debuts and she was asking me to sing as well. So since I was a singer anyway, it just came like, yeah, okay, sure, why not? Why not? And I understand that there are hosts who charge for it, which is yeah. fine. It's normal. But personally, I always say, I always use it um, as a gift, as a gift to the clients for, you know, thank you for hiring me. So mm-hmm. I'm giving you this gift of, my voice. Uh, I'm giving no. you the gift of me. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it's
0: especially it's especially effective if no one expects you to do it.
1: Yeah, which right? I like. And and you know, yeah. if you think about it business wise, it's one thing that I have that others don't. And I always say like, hey, um my my hosting comes with two to three free songs, whether or not you use it. So if you don't use it, it's okay. But if you use it, then at least you have it, you know, like better to have and not need it than need it and not have it. So at least, and I truly believe that everybody, all of the hosts should find an additional thing that they can be good at. If you're not good at singing, maybe you're good at playing an instrument. Maybe you're good at something that you can use as an add on because everybody wants the shinier, newer, prettier thing that can do more like an iPhone. It's the same. Lahat naman same, eh, same. Eh. lang ng camera, you know.
0: Yeah, so, you're right. You're right. And it's it, it comes in different colors, so variation. Um, uh, yeah, variation is important. And, and can I tell you? I, Go ahead. Yeah,
1: like can I tell you that I've had an event where they paid me a large amount of money to. They know me as a host, right? They know yeah. me as a host, and I've hosted one of their event, one of their friends' events for like eighty percent, and I did three songs or four songs for that event. And because uh-huh. of that, they hired me for a Christmas party. They said, we're sorry, but we don't have that much of a program. You're only going to introduce two to three people. But so, uh-huh. but just so that it make, we make use of your time and how much we're going to pay, can we ask you to sing for two hours?
0: Wow. Holy and they crap. paid me
1: a good amount, a very good amount for singing, very good amount of money.
0: So, who are these people? Hook me up. <laughs> 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 but no, you see, but, if you
1: have more to offer, there's more, there, there are people who are more likely going to like you for what you did other than just your hosting.
0: There you go. Listen to that, people. I hope you are taking notes as we are going because um, what practically Z is saying is if you have it, it it's, it's not flaunted. It's not flaunted. Share it. Right. Especially if you're working in a, in a place or in, in an environment, in an industry wherein your your um, talents are appraised. So if you if you give them a little extra, I think, you know, that's 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 one of the best things you can do. The be- one of the best favors you can do for your career. Um, let's go. Let's go to uh, something differently. Um, I've always wanted to ask you this. Uh, Maybe I'm not aware if you've done this in the past or in the previous years or if, you know, have you ever done workshops for hosting? Or is this something that you think Google or the Internet can teach people?
1: Well, I think for Google and for YouTube, if you want to learn certain things like how to modulate, I mean, it can be taught. Everything could be taught online, to be honest. But right, it's different when you do application. And I have done workshops before, and um, I've been trying to do workshops before the quarantine. But the thing is, it's so hard to get people in one place. And I like yeah. it to be at least ten persons. And uh, schedules are just very different. And right. I wanted it to be more. Fo- I wanted it to be like really a good module type. You know, because there are so many aspects to becoming a host. It's not just speaking and performing, but there's also like the look of how you look, how you sell yourself, how you talk to clients, how to Mm -hmm. negotiate. Like I wanted to teach all of that, and I do plan to continue this. It's now you're pressuring me. Like now I feel like I have to do it, but it's (laughs) but it is something that should be done face-to-face, if not, uh, if not at least like this. You no, know? Because at some point, I can teach you certain things like this. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to 100% online, I feel like it can help to a certain point. Lang. It's different when it's application. It's just like anything else. You can watch or you can try to learn how to cook yep. and you can, you can be successful like you could. But mm-hmm. a lot of people have a better success rate when there's someone next to them. That can That's teach right. them the right and wrongs and how to taste. And there are certain elements that are just better face-to-face. So, yeah.
0: That's right. That's right. The spontaneity of, of personal connection, right? Yes. And the wonder of personal connection. I asked you about this what, during your live stream. And I feel, you know, one thing that I'm praying about, and I want to gain your thoughts on this. I'm praying on the innate craving. Of Mm -hmm. human beings for human connection. I I I pray that they go back to that. That that, you know, because what what's happening to us right now is pretty close to um, um mind uh uh, sorry trauma based mind control. (laughs) It could be Mm -hmm. could be that you know um sorry I watch too many conspiracy theories but let's let's go back. Um people are fearful. People are scared to be close to one another. And, you know, the thing about that is the the, the, the connection that I'm making, uh, the, that I'm seeing here is if there are more intimate weddings, for example, there's going to be a fewer number of guests. And if there's a fewer number of guests, it puts the the client in a position where they can think twice about getting a host. And that will affect all of us hosts. Right. So. What are you, what are your mm. thoughts on that? During the quarantine period, have you ever pondered upon that um that aspect of of your career?
2: Ah, uh, this one really
1: hits close to home because honestly in the very first month, especially the first month of the quarantine, it was very scary for me because I was thinking, "Oh my gosh, are my skills going to be obsolete like a mm-hmm. host?" is this title going to be obsolete? Will I, um, will, will I no longer be able to continue this career and should I be shifting and or pivoting to a different career? And yeah. I think the best realization is if you are a host or if you're doing something that, um, has anything to do with events, right. Or mm-hmm. personal, mm-hmm. personal connection, whether you're a dancer or you're a performer or whatever, um, I have to know how to pivot and I have to know that I need a second thing to do. So um, other than being a host, I'm also a licensed financial advisor. So I'm selling insurance and investments. So that's one thing that I can also rely on and Mm -hmm. I can market products. So I'm a very, since I'm a host, I can sell. And Mm -hmm. before people started hiring for live stream, like before people started knowing the value of going online, we already thinking about products at our house or products that we can create like food that we can start selling so it's just not i think it's also going back to being humble again it's just going back to basics and figuring out what you want and what you can do and not freaking out um but in terms of whether my thoughts on whether events are going to go back to becoming Mm -hmm. live events that Mm -hmm. personal connection 100% of people are craving for a personal com- connection no matter how afraid we are right mm-hmm. and no matter how paranoid we are mm-hmm. we still want human experiences and connections and it's 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 very evident when you see people becoming pasaway and going to the mall
0: yep yep
1: it's very evident because it's not because i just want to go to the mall it's because mm-hmm. I want to be able to experience life again. And yeah. being around people is a part of yes. life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I don't think that live events are going to be obsolete, honestly. Once this is all clear, you'll see. The minute, the minute that we have a vaccine or the minute that we have a, cur- a, a, a cure or anything that would allow us to see each other again, that yeah. very moment, everybody is going to go out and party. Or see their friends, or have whatever. Like that very moment, I promise you that that's going to happen. And I've had conversations with one of the top people in the industry, like Miss um, Ms. Gucci, um mm-hmm. Zaldariaga. She was. She told me that once this is all lifted and we are allowed to have weddings again, the weddings are going are just going to like overflow.
2: Yeah. There's going yeah.
1: to be a scheduling problem
2: because it's. it's mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. I mean. Yeah, there's
1: gonna be a scheduling problem because biglaan and andang mga mga couples who want to have the wedding of their dreams with the people that they love, right. many people they love, and you might have like you as a host, you might have a problem where you have five clients trying to get you for this one day.
0: I know, I know. Actually, it's been it's been happening. Thank God, you know, I want to deal with different problems, but people Good have problems. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so crazy. People are 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 trying to get me for like the clients right now, people in general right now are in, 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 in this mindset. They are get this, like they're looking at for, for a host to do a wedding reception, me in December of 2023. So that's three years from now. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. I mean, I, I only have two of them. But you know that's the mind frame that people are being forced into. But you have to yeah. understand the macro and the micro at the same mm-hmm. time. I, I, also, I also, I also love that you <clears throat> that you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk in your in your live stream. Like, is, has he had a big impact on you?
1: Oh, a lot. Because I feel like I've seen the male version of myself. Like, this is my alter ego. Honestly, like Gary V is my yes. alter ego. That's how I feel. That's why I feel so connected to him.
0: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. You, you talk at the same fucking amount and the same fucking speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see that. Really? No, see. Is it a it's, lot? It's, Is it a lot? Well, it's, number one, the only people, I'll tell you this, and Gary V says, says, uh, says this a lot, you're not meant for everyone to like you, right? So yeah, for the people yeah. that you're reaching out to, the, the people that you're actually connecting with, they are the ones who will appreciate you. And just like you, I kind of speak, I have a tendency to speak fast. Quickly, yeah. Speak quickly. And But, but you know, the the thing I appreciate about Gary V a a lot is, you know, he's just fucking Nike personified. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just do it.
2: Just Dibha? do it.
0: Just yeah. do it. Whatever floats your boat, spreads your jam, humps your camel, right? <laughs> just go ahead. <laughs> Just go ahead and do it, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so yeah. much, Gary V. And um, also, I wanted to take the time to thank, uh, uh, I had the pleasure of actually working with Miss Coochie uh, last yeah. year. Hi, Miss Coochie. And to Credin. Credin. Yes. You know what? To be honest with you, I, I got to work with her last year, <clears throat> but I did not know that you guys were related. I didn't know what her last name is it turns out, how are, how are you related? Is she she's your
1: She's my first cousin?
0: cousin. She's my first cousin. Wow.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And
0: she's smooth, ba, too. It's not the same. we Well, I don't think I can maganda that all of the beautiful things ni? Ano, ni... Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah. But yeah, I, she was
1: my, one of my first mentors for weddings man. and debuts.
0: She's smooth. She's yeah. smooth yeah and really and cool. i i i wasn't i wasn't a host they had a, di- a different host for that wedding it was an ender yeah. i was i was just a dj dude i was like set up in minutes with her <laughs> guidance i was set up in minutes it usually takes about well, yeah yeah she doesn't fuck around yeah no um, not at all the um i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go in a minute i just had <clears throat> i just had a couple of questions a couple more questions before I do that. Sure. Um,
1: Let's go. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Um, what is the one thing that you, that, that you wish people knew about hosting that we can now share?
2: Wait, can you repeat that? You got cut off a little
1: bit.
0: Okay. What is the, what is the one thing that you wish people knew about hosting all this time?
1: um the number one thing is that i don't i just want people to know that it's not an easy job even if we make it look Mm -hmm. easy just because we make it look easy doesn't mean that we did not put our blood sweat and tears into improving ourselves into um, creating the persona that you see today and Mm -hmm. it does take a lot of energy out of us like even after the live stream earlier I already had a headache. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Mm-hmm. I just talked mm-hmm. nonstop for an hour and a half, for now, now. and <clears throat> yeah, and I yeah. want people to stop taking advantage of the fact that we're hosts because we are definitely, um, we are definitely hardworking people. Hindi we have a talent. That doesn't mean that it's easy for us. You know, it takes a lot of or effort. that we so, have it any better,
0: or that we have it any better compared to the other people. Our, you know.
1: yeah so i guess that's what i want people to know for the the job either you know like these you have to respect the industry you have to respect the craft Mm -hmm. and you have to know what you need to do to get better and become better like even me when i started out just because I knew how to talk, I didn't say, oh, Madalina, to sa akin." You know, like I didn't take advantage of the fact that I need to talk. I needed to get better for myself right. and for my clients and for everybody around me who is recommending me. Understood. You know, you need to, you need to get better. So, yeah, it's not a na, or it's not an industry where it can be obsolete. That's number one. Right.
0: You know, I just realized something when people say like because you um you also worked as a radio dj for some time with which yeah I don't know, let's, with which um, uh station is this with
1: i did junior jock for magic 89.9 and then i did radio Naten and dzrh 99. with manila right. broadcasting and i ended my radio career I don't know if it's going to be ended for sure for like forever, but my last radio job was wa- was with 99.5 play FM.
0: Play FM. Okay. So yeah. you definitely have the gift of gab, right? Mm-hmm. While they may not like, okay, we can't really expect people to understand that journey of that, you know, that multifaceted, multi-talented Z saldua. <laughs> but when you get to that point wherein people, and almost offensively, they would say, na, hindi hmm, lang yan, kaya kong gawin yan, parang sa isang banda, parang sa isang banda, diba parang ano rin sa, parang compliment din sa. Kasi, you make it look so easy and so effortless, and you make them feel like,
2: yeah,
0: kaya rin gawin yan, diba? Sa isang yeah, banda.
1: I guess. I guess I guess you can look at it this way, like uh, it's a positive spin to it. I'd like to say, but it's also yeah, yeah. So does it also means that I'm losing money. So that's, <laughs> that's true. The that's the thing. True. Like I'm happy to accept the compliment, but can you still <laughs> pay me though? You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's we all the bottom meet. line. <laughs> we all exactly. Meet,
0: girl. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was just me trying to you know figure out the silver lining to this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no but Sorry, it's true ahead. it's true it is a compliment but yeah you know how i deal with it is just you know i've had clients before who hired their friend mm-hmm. or their employee to do a certain or event and, or their cousin or whatever and then yeah. they always come back to me and they're always saying z can you do the next event because last time it was a disaster <clears throat> so yep That's, that's what I say. Like, yo, if you want to go back to your employee to do your, to do my work, sure. But yeah, in my head, I'm saying you're definitely going to want me back because it's a completely different
0: vibe. You're like, you're on your watch. Wait for it. Wait for it. And here they are.
1: It not always, that I not that I wish bad things, no, not that I wish bad things, but you're no. going to see the quality. It's just different. It's kind of like when you try to order clothes from you know an online shopping website that's shady, right yeah. a shady online shopping website, and when you actually go to the store,
0: you're going to regret it once it yeah. comes in.
1: yeah, yeah right. so,
0: because you're not, you, you don't know if you're going to get what you're paid for.
1: Exactly, and it, it, it goes for all industries. People. It goes for all industries, makeup industries. You see someone who's like really, really cheap, and then it turns out, ah, that's why she's mm-hmm. really cheap. Like what you said, you get what you pay for. That's it. That's that's, that's what it is.
0: I'm, it's it's one question that's making us come back. I get. I ask all my guests this. So okay. I haven't asked this question in a while, but I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask it. Uh, ask you this question. Um, what would make Zizolua give up or quit hosting.
1: Oh. I think I thought about it already. I thought about You did? This. I did. Holy shit. I did.
0: Okay.
1: All right. Cuz like okay. like look at this man. Like in the pandemic, you start realizing a lot of shit. Like a lot of questions coming come pop it up, but I thought about this way before the pandemic and I said I'm already I was already turning 28 and I was thinking, I know this is like young for, oh, but I'm more of a yeah. looking to the future, no? I right. said, when I was turning 28, I said, I need to have a different business because I don't know how long I'm going to be in this industry because this is a very, um, it's kind of like when you're in a showbiz, right? Like you don't know if, you're, if you age well. You don't know if you're going to have the same skills as before. You don't know if something's going to happen to you physically. Like yeah. God forbid. Please, God, don't do this to me. But what if, God forbid, I, I become blind or deaf somehow, right. something da- somewhere down the road? God forbid, knock on wood. Um, or what if I need to be a mom first and it's not going to allow me to to host like I've thought of those things and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the future and like what if in the future I don't have a career in this anymore because there's always going to be someone younger there's always going to be someone better there's always going to be someone you know someone next in line there's always going to be someone next in line so yeah. I don't want to have to take out that opportunity just because of my ego and yeah. say, Sige, yeah. don't give it to the young. And I don't want to have to say, don't give it to them. I'm like, you know, sure. Like, if it's perfect for them, go. If it's perfect for me, go. But somewhere down the line, somewhere down the road, there may come a time where I won't be able to host anymore for whatever reason. Hopefully it's nothing nothing terminal, but for whatever reason. So what do I need to do to still earn, still work, still build who I wow. am? and Yeah, (laughs) that's because I really thought of this. I I don't know. I'm just someone that's always been planning, always, always, always. Even when I was younger, it's always a plan for me. Always plan A, plan B, plan B, plan C. So that's that's my thought process.
0: And it's not. It's not like no one. It's not like anyone can blame me for thinking that way, especially at times like these right? Mm. this What's happening to us, this lockdown, this quarantine, all the CQs, right? Mm. All the community quarantines. Like we didn't ever think that we would live through something as bad as this with all the protests yeah. for the anti-terror bill. Like shit's crazy all around yeah. you. Like mm-hmm. this is the first time in, 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 in a while that yeah. I've had the urge and actually followed through on deleting um Instagram or or and or Facebook for a while you know the only the only thing that tethers me to the outside world is Twitter you know mm. um pero I did not expect that answer <laughs> <laughs> I might give you a one existential one. crisis right now <laughs> yeah like shit okay like no 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 I mean I'm finding out now that you are someone who is a futurist. It's never a bad mm. thing. Being a futurist is a bad it is never a bad thing. It's just that, you know, it's it's man, it's Z. It's Z, you know, like everyone knows <laughs> no. Z. No, like no. how can you like imagine a game without one of its best players? Right? Oh, thank
1: you. Thank you. you no, know,
0: like that's how it is to be. You're 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 very welcome, you know. Okay. I don't know how to end this podcast now. I am shook <laughs> to the core with what, you, with what you said. But, you know, it does help because uh, here's, here's one thing I wish I, you know, I would never admit this, but I'm going to admit this now because I'm talking to you. I am not, I'm, I, 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 I grew into my career as an artist primarily. Mm-hmm. I was a singer too, you know. I, I still sing, I still sing. Um, I'm actually planning to get back with my bandmate after all of this is done. Pero, you know, like, hosting, for me, mind, it has, has had a, a, a profound effect in my life. Like, it's, it's my main source of income. This is what I do. And this is... Yeah. Every, and everyone around me from, for example, there are some events where I would have uh, an, a personal assistant and I would have someone who would drive me around. Hi to Gerald. He's my, he's my long uh, time friend. And, you know, I'm able to help these guys and maybe even treat them to something that is out of the ordinary by doing what I do. That's why I have so much uh, gratitude towards it. Um, I have, you know, a couple years left for me but I do understand where you're coming from. Not all hosts, uh, actually a lot of them turn. Um, it's not turn. I'm using the wrong term. Um, they have been entrepreneurial uh, from the very beginning. It's just that they had hosting. It landed mm-hmm. on their lap. It's, of course, a big blessing to anyone and everyone who has had the pleasure of doing it. But the entrepreneurial mindset always trumps um being unprepared right and those Mm -hmm. people if you're unprepared and if you are full of pride Mm
2: -hmm. right
0: if i don't call it full of pride it's actually ego because yeah uh when i'm hurting your pride i know exactly what i'm hurting every Mm -hmm. human being has pride that's an innate um, privilege that everyone has, everyone has pride, but when I'm hurting your ego, what exactly am I hurting? Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, thanks for being here.
1: No, thank you for having me. I'm so happy that we had this impromptu podcast, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm it. just I've been really, really happy to just um, share a few things because really when I'm talking about certain things like this, it's just for giving a perspective. Like I mentioned before this podcast, I really just want people to gain perspective, not to convince them to accept my opinions because technically these are all opinions based on my experiences and to, ex- to accept the realities that I'm sharing that I've, I've had, I've had, but what I want is just people to gain perspective and to move on, knowing that they've learned something and to realize certain things that can affect them in the future. And yeah, yeah like me, I'm just, I'd like to think that I'm a realist rather than, well, a futurist too, but I have to keep optimistic and just, be open to change because that's what really helped. Oh, like what you said, ego and yeah. um, what's the other thing again? Sorry. Ego and ego,
0: Egoism and um, being unprepared.
1: Being unprepared. It's
0: complacency. You can call it complacency. Yes,
1: uh, Yeah, compl- complacency. You know, being unprepared is excusable because sometimes you just get into your zone. But what yes. I don't like is when you're very stuck in your ways and you're not ready to be flexible or you're not ready to change or you're not open to something different because that's definitely going to be the the, uh, the end of your world. That means you're not going to go anywhere. And... Um, it's just about that. It's just about that. Knowing that you know what to do when there's a zombie apocalypse and you can't use your hosting skills anymore—that's really the
0: the real truth. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Because it can microphones can only do so much when you're surrounded by a horde of zombies. That's yes. I mean. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. You that can means- like swing it around if it's a wired yep. mic, and then but still. <laughs> <laughs> Still you need well, to know what else you're good at, right? Continue to grow. Just continue to grow, right. continue to, to explore and you know, be better. Just be better yeah. every day.
0: And I, I understand why you've taken that stance when it comes to hosting, because you know, we all have our we all have our ideas, our pictures of progress, if you will. Um, our ideas of how we're gonna move forward. And you know, progress is equal to happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. whether what, regardless of what aspect of life you're, you're looking at, progress is equals to happiness. So thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Thank, thank you so much you. for sharing your, your progressive story with us, your thoughts, your opinions on things. And I hope that we get to do this again soon. Z. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you so much, Mike. Anytime. I'm looking forward to more of your episodes coming soon.
0: Oh, that's the sweet. That, I swear that's the sweetest thing. That anyone has said on the podcast. So
1: <laughs> I'm Man, the bar right here, right here, you, you guys. You Next are. guests.
0: <laughs> no, you are. Yeah, they gotta. No, I. It, it's gonna be a yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be a prerequisite to the show now for my future. <laughs> you Say something to nice. Me. Yeah, <laughs> listen towards the, the 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 latter part of the of the of the second hour. <laughs> All right. no, but definitely,
1: Thanks. I wish you the best in this podcast, and I know that you can go far. Just keep doing what you're doing.
0: Thank you so much, Z. Thank you so much. All right, no problem, guys. Thank you, Z. Have a good night, and you guys have a good night too.
2: Peace.